All right, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Save the Track Bike presented by The Bicycle Broker. On today's episode, I have Stefano, a.k.a. Calamaro, from the Broomwagon podcast, a.k.a. Broomvagoon. And yeah, today's episode's a little bit different. We talk about cycling in general, we talk a little bit about the Fixed 42, and we talk a lot about gravel and adventure cycling, and just kind of doing something a little bit different. Uh, This is one of my favorite episodes so far. And I hope you enjoy it too. So uh, without further ado, let's just get to it. Yes. Okay. So I can start right. You are already recording. Yep. Ah, okay. 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 Super, super, super nice. Well, uh, uh, thanks for having me, Joshua. And hello, everybody. I'm Stefano. My nickname is Calamaro. That actually, if you want, I can also spell it. It's C-A-L-A-M-A-R-O. A lot of A's in this name. And I am a cyclist as, let's say, passion. And even more passion, I'm a podcaster. I've been running my podcast. The name is Broom Wagon in English, in proper English. But in my Mediterranean English is Broom Wagon. I'm Italian. I've been riding around the Europe sub for, it has been, I think, 12 or 15 years at the moment. And at the moment, I am based in Switzerland, um, Zurich. Before, I was in Berlin. But Berlin is so boring cycling-wise, so I decided to go a bit more on the mountains. Now it's a bit more challenging. Yeah, that's right. I live in Colorado, so I couldn't imagine. <laughs> or? No, I live in Denver, but I couldn't imagine, oh, okay. like like not being around mountains. <laughs> no, no, no. It's something really that you cannot live with. You know, oh, it's okay. It's cool because the, let's say, company over there, people and um, all the groups that are over there in Berlin are really amazing. But on the other side, it's not challenging at all. So it's cool to have good company while you're going out and riding your bicycle, but it's even better to have good terrains for doing that. So. Absolutely. So, so I have became aware of you. uh, I think I searched for like Red Hook Crit. It was before I started this podcast, and yeah, and uh, Spin Cake came up, which was your first podcast, or at least the first one I came aware of you in. Yeah, and uh, but I've so I've been listening to your podcasts for a while, but um, I'm kind of interested to hear your story of how you got into cycling. And like ah, when this, that started for you, and yeah. Okay, cycling in general, you mean, or yeah, cycling yeah. with also? Okay, let's go to some because this is an amazing story, and actually, I'm located exactly in the right place now to tell you this story. So, it was in uh, let's say uh, let's say ten years ago. I was finishing my master's studies, and uh, I remember that I was just planning to go something like on vacation after my discussion of my thesis and whatever, just, you know, going, it was July. So the only thing that you wanted to do, it was something like go on the beach, enjoy the sun, enjoy the weather, enjoy some beers in front of the seaside. And then I was planning this thing. Actually, it was not actually a plan because I was planning to go back home to my mom where there is the sea and everything in the south of Italy. When this friend of mine that actually I'm visiting today just came out and said, okay, then Stefano, what are you doing next? And then I was saying, what the hell? I don't know. I will need to find a job. Not next next in this way, but just next. I mean, what do you think about doing for your summer and stuff? And then I said, going back home, you know, we live in the same place, so... Going back home, enjoy the sun, enjoy the beach, go to the classic places that we are doing every year. No, come on, this is boring. 
just do another thing. Just go to Albania because there is a group of friends of mine and just enjoy the place there. Yeah, I, I heard a lot of good, good stuff in Albania. No, 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 but I don't mean just go there to a vacation. We have to go there with a bicycle. We are going to start in Durazzo and then we are going to go all down to Greece. And then I would say, what the hell? I have two problems here. First, the first problem is that I don't have a bike. The second problem is actually that I've not been riding my bicycle. Now it has been, I don't know, 20 years. He told me, okay, once that you know to go on the bicycle, it's going to be fine. And the point of the bicycle is not a problem because I'm going to give you as a gift for your graduation. Then I said, okay, sounds like a plan. And then two weeks later, I was taking a ferry, arriving to the other side of Mar Mediterraneo, of the ocean here, and just landing in Durazzo and started my adventure with a bicycle. Since then, I never, never left my bicycle around. I'm always with my bicycle, especially right now. I'm traveling with my Hammer, my custom-made bicycle. And uh, yeah, it's kind of, it has, it's also kind of magic that today you are calling me, asking me this question exactly in the same moment while I'm visiting this friend of mine. Hi, Luigi, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm kind of curious, like how, like, you decided to do the Fixed 42 and to do the Spin Kicks podcast and like what attracted yeah. you to like fixed gear cycling from what well yeah this is a cool actually super super good question uh here the point is that actually i always have been cycling around but the point is that i always need the next challenge this this is a constant on my life it's not only on cycling it's also about working my job unfortunately is not creating content but it's i'm a marketing manager in the startup world at the moment but i just all the time after some time i need another challenge and in that moment, I moved to Berlin and I started riding my bicycle road, ride, road riding as normal you can do. But as I was saying, it's a bit boring in Berlin to be just riding on a road bicycle. Then the thing that I've done, I said, okay, then why don't, and this was the thing that I've done the first year of my life in Berlin, why don't I do the Veloton? The Veloton is the biggest event of cycling in Berlin. I've done it with a normal road bike. I've done it. It was super, super freaking boring because... Uh, can I swear in this podcast? Oh, yeah. Sorry if I, Definitely. Okay, amazing. <laughs> I will try. I will try to control myself, but I, will, I cannot really be sure on that. But then it's <laughs> so boring because uh, it's... I think that there are something like 10,000, 12,000 people riding the bicycle in a bunch, all flat roads. And I believe that the biggest one, the one that I've done that year, we are talking about 2005, it was, uh, sorry, 2015, it was crazily long because 120 kilometers with, I think, 250 meters altitude, it's super boring. And it's so fast. The point is that there are a lot of accidents. And so I said, after the time I finished it, it was completely fine. And then after the time I said, I'm not going to do this race anymore. Then the day after came, uh, the day after, the, um, the year after came. And in this year after, I said, okay, I need to find something to do. But then I got injured, and so I didn't do anything for that period of the year. Then the, the year after, I said, okay, now I have to get back in the business. I need to ride a bicycle. I'm going to do the Peloton. And then I said, no, fuck, it's really, really, really too dangerous to ride in a bunch, 40k per hour, with people that don't know how to ride in a group. So if I have to do something really dangerous, I'm going to do the dangerous things here in Berlin. That is, <laughs> apart from riding fixed gear without brakes in Berlin, but I was doing it already, uh, it's, I'm doing some alicats. There are a lot of super fun alicats there in Berlin. 
it was actually doing the Fixed 42 World Championship. Now, I got already in touch um, the year before with, um, uh, with the Rad Race guys, that they organize, they are the organizer of this event and other cool events like Tour de France and everything. And then I said, okay, I like this Fixed 42, the unofficial world championship of fixed gear bikes. Why don't to do it? So Fixed 42 World Championship means 42, obviously, kilometers long rides in a bunch, no brakes, with an average speed. So you have to close it. I think is the maximum time is one hour and 10 minutes. So this means something really close to 40 kilometers per hour. And I can tell you that I said, okay, why not? I've never ridden so fast in an autobahn as well. So sorry, in the highway as well at such a rhythm. And then why not doing it? But in order to get there, I needed something to give me the extra push of motivation. And then I decided to go for a podcast. I was blogging before. I was just writing my articles and uh, interviews are my really favorite things because you can really talk with people and have a look and listen to the point of view of people that you cannot really understand completely, especially in the business. And uh, at a certain point, I decided, okay, it probably is better to do a podcast because interviews, the perfect thing that I like, means actually not writing what people are telling you, but actually recording and let them say the things that you want to ask them. And that's what I've done. So these were the two things. Fixed 42 because I wanted an extra challenge and something not boring to do and put everything on record because I needed a lot of witnesses over there for me to take part at least to the Fixed 42 World Championship. So that's why I came out with the format of Spin Cake, that it was actually some talks with tips and stuff only with myself and on the other side also some interviews with other people. Interviewed, I remember, okay, all the people, so Joe uh, from uh, the Rad Race, and then I interviewed also Kim Nostop, just to give you another couple of, uh, another name, and a lot, a lot really of cool people. And this was really a great motivation of myself to take part to the Fixer 42 World Championship. Then the day of the ride, actually I was super nervous, you can understand, and I ended up, after I think 30 kilometers, inside of the Broomwagen, because I was tired, I didn't want to finish that race, I didn't find any other sense of myself finishing it because it was really boring for me. And so I jumped into the, the, the Rad Race Broomwagen, that is one of the funniest things that you can re really ever experience in your life, <laughs> because it's full of cool people. Also, the driver is really cool, the guy that we're helping there inside, it's really, really, really cool. And there are beers, the only beers with alcohol in the all events you can find only in the broom wagon of the Fixed 42 World Championship. I thought it was the perfect place where to finish this adventure and start the new one. That's why my new podcast, now I'm at the second season, is Broom Wagon. That's awesome. Yeah, Spin Cake was uh, definitely, when that ended, it was kind of my big motivation to be like, cool, I want to keep talking about fixed gear stuff on a podcast. <laughs> Cause I, wow. think, I think your podcast was like the only thing I could find that was like focusing on it at all. So like your interview with Kim nonstop and everything, I was just like, yeah. So I do suggest people go, go look up those episodes cause they're really good. Thank you, man. And also listen to broom wagon because yeah, I mean, I'm also a road cyclist. I love fixed gear but I also love riding road bikes. And and part of the reason why I wanted to have you on is because 
next year I'm planning on doing a bunch of gravel events and I know that that's uh-huh. kind of, yeah I know that's kind of your season two focus yes it is and I've actually kind of noticed a lot of fixed gear folks and stuff are attracted to like gravel and and there's kind of like this like between like Red Hook and like events like Fixed 42 I feel like there's this kind of kindred spirit with the gravel world Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to know if you had any like thoughts about that on why why people are being attracted to these kind of events and like what are the parallels there? Well, um, I would start actually with another thing at the beginning. Sorry, I'm a podcaster as well. I like to talk really broadly. So if I'm really speaking too much, just block me, man. Oh, no, but the good. thing that I want to tell, if you really would love to go extreme on this topic, I believe that you would need to start doing not only fixed gear rides, not only gravel rides, put everything together. Why don't you merge, combine the things? There are a lot of people I've heard around that they are doing gravel fixed gears events, Mm -hmm. like fixed gear cross rides, and they're really amazing. I think that you have to start thinking about that. Talking about the parallel between these words, I believe that actually, okay, first of all, I can tell you that I believe that uh, bicycle, the bicycle world is, and the bicycle scene is kind of a huge family. You really can feel in contact with people just because you're riding the bicycle, just because you're using clipless pedals, or just because you're having, like I do at that moment, um, a cycling hat in your head. And this means a lot because it really, we are sharing the same feelings. So exploring the world in another way and uh, actually also moving with all the engine of your body. And that's already something that makes the family of the cycling world. Obviously, inside of the family, you have different branches. It's normal. And uh, the thing that I really like and enjoy of the gravel world at the moment is the idea of discovering the world with less cars around, and that's pretty important, and also enjoying your route. That's pretty, pretty interesting because really people are just going out there exploring, especially gravel people. And all gravel events are like this. And I can tell you that usually you need to be super, not super, a bit crazy on doing that because this means sometimes going into trails that are not, let's say, uh, well paved or probably they are not paved at all. And the only thing that you're going to find is just big stones on your route. And that's pretty scary. So you need to be a bit crazy because you want to explore how to go to the point A to point B with in a street that is not paved. But this is the only thing that gives you uh, the motivation of, and also the way of discovering some places that you would not discover in the other side. So I've heard also, I was talking with other people, why all the gravel right now it's uh, so let's say so popular at the moment and everybody told me yeah because there are less cars and you can really enjoy i would point a bit more on the enjoyment part because the only way right now if you want to discover with a bicycle is not going on paved road it's not going on roads itself but it's actually going in places that not so many people are so brave to ride with a bicycle and that's pretty a good point but especially this kind of exploration is the same thing that I believe that the messenger boys with uh, and girls, obviously, that's a pretty important thing that we have to stress on, is not only a male sport, but it's a really, really unisex world where everybody is competing and having fun over there, but where the messenger people were also exploring the city 
in another vehicle that was not the car and was not, uh, you know, kind of a normal city bike and stuff. Just going as fast as you can, just going, because what, what does it mean? For a messenger, actually going into the city with a fixed gear meant and means still going to try to find something like the shortcuts or the best and the fastest place to go from and um, rides to go from A to B. And this is exploration as well. So while the messengers and fixed gear people in their alicats, but also in their daily work, uh, are exploring the city while looking for shortcuts and stuff on a fixed gear bike because it's the fastest way to do it, also on the other side, gravel people are exploring the world with the bicycle, maybe bigger tire, fatter tires and stuff like this, but with the bicycle in order to get something new and to discover, to breathe the new part of the city. These are the things that the people have in common, the, something like discovering and exploring parts of the world. The other thing is that they really like to party because there is nothing better in this world of finishing one day of working for a messenger, for a courier, or finishing your stage while you are discovering and doing a gravel ride with a great beer and a lot of people and friends <laughs> and staying all together, you know, so it's funny. That's a really good point. I just had Iman Lucas on. He he rides for I I think his road team is Quick Step. Mm-hmm. And but he rides for specialized Rocket Espresso as well. Mm-hmm. And he said when he signed on with specialized Rocket Espresso, it's the only contract he's ever signed that required him go to pre and after parties. <laughs> Makes completely sense. Yeah. And and then you can really breathe the feeling of being in a huge family. Now yesterday we are talking right now right now today is the seventh of October. Seven October the seventh. 2018, just to say. But <laughs> yesterday there was the Red Duke, the Red Duke in Milan, yep. and a lot of friends were there. And everybody told me that okay, it's cool to have the ride, challenging yourself more than the than your challengers, so the competitors outside. But the best thing is that finishing your ride, finishing your race, and staying all together at the after party, hugging and doing it, and drinking beers together because we are all a family, we are all friends. Yeah, I think that's a common theme that I've found is that it's it's a lot, and I think that that's like another parallel as well because I hear that a lot from the gravel people you have on your podcasts and stuff. Mm-hmm. That a lot of it is like in road cycling and stuff a lot of times it seems to be very competitive and people seem to feel like the athletes are treated like robots that take in fuel and and then use that fuel and then (laughs) you know every now and then somebody like peter sagan who has like a really big personality can kind of stand out a little bit but i know a lot of the road cyclists i've talked to said when they're in that world that that's kind of how they feel sometimes and I've noticed that in the gravel world, it seems to, and in the fixed gear world, it seems to be a lot about let's challenge ourselves to something, you know, we're taking care of ourselves or exercising, whatever, but we're also on a bicycle and it's fun. And afterwards, like everybody just feels like they're a big part of a family. And that seems to be a common theme with all the gravel people you've had on too. It's like afterwards, like, let's just have a big party, drink a lot of beer and hang out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, which one is another point. Actually, you are mentioning people that I interviewed in my podcast and I can see actually something moving also in that direction because I was talking with Lawrence and Dan, mm-hmm. something like now more or less one year ago. And he was telling me, yeah, I will continue riding my bicycle. Now I, would, I really, I have also other interests or whatever. But the thing that I would really would like to do 
is sorry for the background noise. I think that there is a plane going around. Ah, no, it's an helicopter. Hi. Oh, yeah, so I was saying, Lawrence Tendam is, uh, was telling me that, okay, I'm gonna, now I'm still a road cyclist. I think he signed also a contract for next year. Uh, but the really thing that I would love to do is to really develop the scene of the cyclists, something like cyclists that are doing it just for fun and to be together on a movement and to have also other friends to share something with people. And uh, why, how I will do that, apart from actually, he writes also for magazines and newspapers and all this kind of thing. Also, his stories on Instagram are pretty, let's say, significant over there. But the thing that he does, actually, and this, was the, this year was the first time, I think last week, he organizes, he organized for the first time, and it's, we will continue to organize for sure because it was a, good, a great success, a gravel ride, a gravel race, where you can stay with your friends. We can also, you can also push, up, push really fast in something like segments. It's a more something like the special race, something mm-hmm. like the grinduro format. But the main point over there is, okay, to push hard in some segments, but mainly to stay with your friends and enjoying your riding outside. Because at the end, what's bi- what, what is bicycle? It's being outdoor, um, go and discover some amazing landscapes. And the biggest reward are, apart from the sceneries and uh, the landscape that you can see and whatever, is arriving to the last point, being completely tired and smile and stay with friends and take advantage of the beers and the food that you can find at the pasta party usually, but also of the full load of endorphins that you have done after pushing guards in some segments. And that's amazing, you know, discovering bicycle not only like a way to go from A to B, not only as a way to make money like the pros do, not only a way to beat other people and to be first, but also the way to feel better. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it really is. Um, so kind of shifting a little bit um, off topic right now. What are you yeah. listening to while you're on the bike or training? Or do you ride with headphones or do you not? I don't know. <laughs> so while I'm riding the bicycle, really, I don't listen to anything. I just, because if I'm on the road and whatever, I just can listen to the friends that I have close to me, so to have a really good conversation, and the noise of the cars that are arriving. I'm pretty scared I'm putting on my ears player plugs or stuff, really. On the other side, I was used to listen to some stuff that could be podcasts or TV series, watching them already, on the trainers. So at home, indoor training, I was listening to something, but it doesn't work for me at least, because you are not focused on your ride, you are not focused on what you are watching, you are not focusing on what you are listening, and it's pretty annoying. <laughs> so the solution that I found while I'm doing the, tra- the, the indoor trainer, that actually I can tell you that it's something that I hate completely, if I have to go out with a bicycle, I need to go out. This is the only way that works for me. But that's, that's myself, this is my point of view. Absolutely. And the only actually trick that I found, it was calling my mom. While I'm doing my indoor training, I call my mom, it's fine, you are talking with her, we are really, you can be focused on the conversation that you have because it's a conversation with another person and actually it's pretty fine point of view also on the other side, so you're focusing on that and you don't feel your legs fatiguing or being tired. That's the only thing. So, <laughs> your question, what are you listening to while you are on the bicycle? Outdoor, outdoor people that are talking to me and the cars. Indoor, my mom talking on the phone. 
That's a good idea. I think I need to try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really, I recommend to everybody out there. Talking with your mom while you're doing indoor training is the only thing that keeps you focused, really focused. <laughs> yeah, and then plus, you know, you get to have that uh, that constant like motivation to talk, to call your mom. Uh, which exactly, is exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. I'm not talking about, I don't know, FaceTiming or video calls or whatever. Just phone call, normal phone call. Yeah, because then you're just like dripping too much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't want to destroy your iPhone or stuff while you're putting all your sweating all around. It's not good. <laughs> so I kind of want to talk about the the fixed gear bike that you used during Fix 42 and the bikes that you're riding now because... Yeah, this is a bike podcast, yeah. you know, and I like to nerd out <laughs> yeah, about yeah, bicycles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the thing that I got, so starting from the fixed gear bicycle that now I sold it. Why am I moving from Berlin to Zurich? Zurich doesn't make so much sense to have a fixed gear bike, completely sincere. But also because I had really already three bicycles that I had to move from one place to the other. So, um, the, the bicycle that I've ridden over there, it was an unknown bike. Unknown was the name of the brand. It's the name of the brand. I think that they are Korean. And uh, they, anyways, distribute. They have also a distributor in the US for sure. I met him. And also a distributor in, U- in Europe, Jan. And it's a pretty, pretty cool bike. It was uh, really stiff. And uh, I would say it was really the best ride that I could have for the Fixed 42 World Championship. And also, it was beautiful, you know, it was black with this unknown, completely black with unknown name all on the side. Beautiful, really beautiful. The only thing that I regret is that I, I use a 4917 ratio. I could go a bit more, I believe. Next time, if I would love to do, I don't think I'm going to do it. But in the case I want to do again, the Fixer 42 World Championship, I would go for 52.17, 52.15, I would say. This, is was, this was my only mistake. The thing that I don't regret is to pull, uh, is that I put there uh, something like a pink handlebar tape. It was beautiful on that black bike. Right now, what I'm riding, that's really an interesting question. So right now, my main rider is my Hummer. Hummer is the name that I gave to my bicycle. It's also written over there. It's a yellow bike. It was made by a mother manufacturer in Italy. The name of uh, the guy who made it is Antonio Taverna. His brand is Betta. So he, he lives in Padova, I think, in Padua. And uh, he does actually bicycle, something like steel frame since ever. And he made exactly the bicycle on my size. I've done, okay, the Holy Week this year that consisted in... Uh, Seven days, we have done, I think, around 1,000 kilometers, 20,000 meters altitude with Maratona delle Dolomiti and then Stelvio, Gavia, Mortirolo and blah, 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 finishing with the top to tour on uh, the Col de Colombière. And this was really huge. And you can do really these things only in bicycle that really fits you like a glow. And I've done also two times the Tour de Flanders on that. So it's really my main bicycle, and I feel really, really comfortable on that. I have fo- uh, fulcrum, sorry, fulcrum wheels, and a really decent, I would say, I think is the big deal over there, Shimano 105. Never, never underestimate Shimano 105. I think it's the best mechanical, obviously, price, quality price, but the best mechanical gears that you can have on a bicycle if you don't race, if you are not a pro, and if you don't want to give you 
the best gift in the world. So really, really recommend it. And apart from that, in my gravel rides, this year I just received from the 3T guys an amazing 3T Explorer. Also, this one is a blast, really. It's kind of having together um, a road bike together with a gravel ride. I have done, when was it, two or three weeks ago, La Resistance is this ride in um, uh, the south of France, in Nancy. And uh, over there, actually, I've been using this bicycle, the 3T Explorer, and in everything, 40 kilometers of gravel ride, of gravel roads, and in the 100 kilometers of pavement, of tarmac, I was feeling like really going perfectly smooth. It's really a bicycle that I really love. It's pretty also an aero bike and... Uh, yeah, makes me feel really happy, a lot of flexibility out of that. And then apart from that, I also have my uh, Peugeot Champagne, it's black because I repaint it, that is actually my daily commuting. At the moment it's still in Berlin because I have to ship it back to Zurich after three months, probably I have to consider to bring it back. Yeah. That's awesome, that 3T is a really interesting bike. <laughs> mm. I'm kind of jealous, I want one. <laughs> it's amazing. If you, I don't know if you have something like I don't know a dealer at a tailor over there in uh, in Denver, but just for a test ride, go and pick it up. It's amazing. Really, an amazing bike. Um, so I kind of want to talk about what you have on the docket for your gravel season coming up next year with the podcast and everything. What, yeah. what events are you looking at? What, what looks interesting to you? Yeah, uh, so first of all, I want to, with my podcast and my gravel adventure, I want to breathe really the gravel adventure world and the gravel adventure people. I met a lot of super cool people in the La Resistance. That was the, my first thing that I've done with a gravel bike. And uh, it's amazing. I met this guy, Pam Pepper Steel, his, his blog, and it's really amazing. He tried to discover all the gravel rides and gravel roads that are around. It's really cool. And then Max, also a guy who um, writes for Paneer. And actually, he just sent me uh, a book that the name is Rough Road into the Alps. I'm going to send you anyways the pictures and everything that you can see. It's this crowdfunding thing just to explore. It was an old book where the author was exploring the gravel road up to the Alps. Everything mapped is really rad. So the thing that I would love to do this year, apart from all the races and all the rides that I want to do, is to discover this world because people there are really awesome. And in terms of rides and races that I want to do, so this week on Thursday, I'm going to fly to Mallorca where Jan Eric and Bregan, so Jan Eric is former pro M13, MA13, is his villa in Mallorca. Well, actually, he guests. Uh, uh, one of the so most of the best rider in the world, and also Bregan is the main person of Brooks England in Dach in uh, Germany and uh, Switzerland, and they are organizing this Gro Toro de Gravel that is four days for uh, let's say a small amount of people, something like I don't want to call us influencer, but people in the world of bicycle. These four days, and then the main event is going to be on Saturday, open to everybody. And it's the first event for discovering gravel roads in Mallorca. And I can't wait to do something like a huge reportage on that. I can't wait for that. And then I've done the resistance, as I was telling you. And then I have another couple of ideas. And I can tell you just the craziest one that I have in my mind. And it's the Trobroleon. Do you know what the Trobroleon is? 
No. You don't. Okay. Trobroleon is this race is in the north of France and uh, is in Bretagne and in Britain. I think it's in English. Anyways, in Bretagne in uh, in French. And over there, they are doing this race that they this, it, they claiming to be way, way, way tougher than the Paris-Roubaix. And I believe it is because the terrain is really the, the um, pavés or the cobblestones are really hard and the pavement is really hard. So everything is crazily hard. And uh, as I was saying, so they claim to be really, really hard. And I would love to do it with the 3T Explorer. I think it's going to be great, great fun. Ah, but the cool thing of the Trobroleon right now is that actually the first ra- um, racer, because this is a pro race, the first rider from Britain that finished the race wins as a piglet, a small pig. <laughs> that's really <laughs> cool. But this is something that I'm trying to consider if I want to do it. I believe it's going to be super fun, and I think it's the perfect playground for my 3T Explorer. Absolutely. Uh, tell people yeah. where, to f- where they can find you. Yeah, everybody can find me. This is uh, that sounds like something like the intro of my podcast. I will do more or less the same. So everybody can just find me in Spotify. Just write Broom Wagon or Broom Wagon, as I say all the time. So Broom Wagon on Spotify. Same thing on Apple Podcasts or just go on Spreaker, spreaker.com slash listen calamaro. And then it's my website, calamaro cc even if i'm not writing so much anymore i prefer to focus everything on podcasts but you can find all my uh, episodes over there and then instagram.com slash calamaro cc or even better just look for calamaro cc on instagram twitter.com slash listen calamaro and facebook.com slash calamaro cc I think I've said everything. Yes, these are all my contacts. Ah, okay. If you want to send me an email for feedback and stuff, hello at calamaro.cc. That's my email. Stefano, thank you so much for coming on. No, thank you. It was really, really, really great, great pleasure. And good luck for your season and stuff. I will continue listening to your podcast. It is really engaging. And thanks a lot for what you are doing, really. All right, that does it for another episode of Save the Track Bike. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to our sponsors, The Bicycle Broker, thebicyclebroker.com, savethetrackbike.com. Visit us on Instagram at Save the Track Bike. The music is Slag Girl by Vitamin Pets. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. <laughs>